Paul is a great example of faith in Scripture. And he said, I have not yet obtained. I am pressing on. I've not yet been perfected. And I want to lay hold. It's this this sense of a race that you're running for the prize, that you have your hands out. He says, I want to lay hold of for that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Jesus has me. I am his. But now I'm striving to gain the things that Christ desires for me. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. All right, let's go ahead and get into the Word. Turning your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 21 this morning. Last week we looked at Paul's response, his teaching of the Judaizers that had plagued the early church. They had taught a works for salvation theology that taught by performance through the perfection of the flesh, through circumcision, through the keeping of the law, that one is truly saved. And Paul used his own life as an example of, in Judaism itself, that he was Jewish, that he was circumcised on the eighth day and taught Hebrew by his parents. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, that he was in righteousness of Pharisee, that he also, according to zeal, he persecuted the church. And then finally, he was blameless according to the law. He lived the life of a Pharisee, the strictest sect of Judaism at that time. And he was basically saying that if anyone could have been perfected by their works, perfected by their personal doing, then it would have been me. But everything changed for Paul when he met the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus there. And then he counted everything, the, his past life, his pedigree, his nationality, all these things were beneficial, but they no longer held the value that they had once held for him. As he said last week, I count them as loss, and as we defined as rubbish or dung, that they didn't hold that value because the value that he held now was the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. It was about Jesus that he was building his life upon. It was faith in Jesus Christ. The righteousness no longer was his own righteousness, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And today, this superstar of faith, we could say of Paul, who many would look at and say, he is someone that we could desire to be like. He also told the church that I have not yet obtained that I'm still in the race and I'm pressing on and I want you to press on. And that's going to be the topic of our teaching today. I'm going to go ahead and read through the passage, Philippians 3, verses 12 through 
21, and then we'll get into the word. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you in even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies that we may be conformed into his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. In Christ, you are certainly able. And today we want to just glean from this passage of Scripture to help us on our journey. Because I can say, and I believe every one of us here should be able to say, that we have not yet obtained that thing for which you have laid hold of us, that we still have work to do. So it's our, my prayer today, Lord, that we would be willing to press on, to press on in our faith, and that we would Take the lessons that Paul is intending to give us here in this passage today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul said, I haven't yet obtained. He was a superstar of faith. I, we look at him in the uh, New Testament and look at the work that he did and the 13 epistles that he had written and much of the book of Acts written about him and his journeys and his willingness to forsake all for Christ, not just forsaking his past life, but his willingness to be counted worthy to suffer for Christ, being cast into prison. And we have his list in scripture that tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians of all the things that he had went through, how he had been stoned, how he had been beaten with rods, how he had spent a day and a night in the deep or in the sea, and all these things for Christ Jesus. But he didn't hold these as his glory. He didn't hold these as something that People should look up to him because he had done these things or he had suffered these things. He was still pressing on. He was still aspiring to obtain the things that God had desired for him in his life. He was once a Pharisee. He'd once believed that perfection could come by the keeping of the law. And then the light of Christ shone to him on that road to Damascus. And on that road, he saw true perfection in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And like Paul said last week, we read of Paul saying to the church in Philippians to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. That was a few weeks ago in chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, that we are to be working out our own salvation, but at the same time, we're working out our salvation. God is working in. And so there's a joint uh, effort here. And we know that Christ 
is taking the majority of the load, but it does not leave us without responsibility. So as Christ is working in us, we're to be working out. Now Christ has laid hold of Paul, Paul says, and we should say as believers today that Christ has laid hold of me. But now I want to lay hold of the things for which Christ has laid hold of me. There's something that Jesus desires, I believe, for each of us as believers in Jesus Christ to do. There's a work that he has called us to. We have all been called to the Great Commission. That's not just for a selective few. We are all called to go and to baptize and to teach and to proclaim in the name of Jesus Christ. We all have that calling, and we should be pressing on with the work, desiring to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of us. And I I feel sometimes that we don't. Sometimes we get into this status quo. We were talking about this in men's breakfast yesterday and, and talking about the passion that we should have as believers and even using, and I was just sharing some of my own life example of some 20 years ago when Lily and I sold our home and sold much of what we had and loaded up the truck. And we didn't go to Beverly, but we went to Costa Mesa, California, that I could go to the school of ministry, but we, we risked <laughs> I said that poorly, but we put everything on the line. We had family members telling us that we were crazy for doing such things, that we should be concerned about our future. And yet we felt called of God that this is where the Lord wanted us. It was a necessary step. It was a needful thing and necessary in the sense that the Lord had called me to that and Lily alongside with me there. But we knew for those next two years what the Lord would have us doing. And it gave us the fuel uh, to survive uh, cut and pay that, well, I went from uh, 25 or $28 an hour to six fifty an hour. And that's not logical at all. And Lily actually increased by a dollar an hour, and so that was helpful. But it still didn't match what we were combined. Our combined income probably went from closer to 36 to $40 an hour to $16 or $16.50 an hour. And it was something the Lord called us to. But if I attempt to live off of 20 years ago, what good is that for me today? It's where I'm at today. It's where the Lord has called me and the work that the Lord has called me to today and the fire that I should still have and be willing. And, and I shared with the guys when we moved into our home and we started buying on occasion new pieces of furniture. I told Lily, I said, let's buy furniture that we can pass on to our kids, something no longer IKEA stuff. And if you're at that stage in life, God bless you. But let's have something that we can leave as an inheritance to our kids But as we were studying that lesson, I'm thinking, what kind of mindset is that? I should still have the mindset if I'd be willing to get rid of all this still, if the Lord called me to, and to be able to go out and to be willing to go, because I have not yet obtained. And I should say that the same is true for you. I think sometimes we believe we have arrived. And if we get to that place in life, or especially in faith, then it is a great mistake. Paul is a great example of faith in Scripture. And he said, I have not yet obtained. I am pressing on. I have not yet been perfected. And I want to lay hold. It says the sense of a race that you're running for the prize, that you have your hands out. He says, I want to lay hold of for that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Jesus has me. 
I am his, but now I'm striving to gain the things that Christ desires for me. He wants to lay hold of these things. In verse 13, he says, Brethren, I do not count myself as to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I, what was I, 17 years old, 16 years old? Lily and I go into junior prom and they rented a movie theater late at night because at prom you stay up all night. The show, I believe, was called Gumball Rally, and it was just a, a rally race from the East Coast to the West Coast. But I'll never forget this one scene, and I don't know why, but it fits great with this because it reminds me of Paul's attitude here. But one of the drivers got into the car, and there was a driver and a co-pilot in each vehicle, I believe. But one of them got in, and as soon as he got in, he took the rearview mirror and he ripped it off. And the guy said, what are you doing that for? He says, I'm not worried about what's behind me. We're going to the West Coast. I'm worried about what's ahead of me. And he just wasn't going to pay attention to the rearview mirror. He took it out of the view uh, of his life. And sometimes we're more worried about the past and more worried about things that we have built our lives upon. And we're no longer concerned about the future that the Lord would have for us. And at this point, when Paul's writing this epistle, he's been in prison for up to four years but he still said, I haven't apprehended those things which Christ. I'm not finished yet. I'm still pressing on. There's a work for me to do. When he gets to uh, 2 Timothy and writing that final letter, there he would say that I have finished the race and I have kept the faith and that there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. But at this point, he said, my race isn't done yet. He'd been in prison for four years, but in prison, he has been praying for the church. He has been writing letters to the church, letters that we are even today looking at and studying. And he was studying the word of God himself. There was a passage of scripture that I pulled out. But at one point, even in 2 Timothy, he asked Timothy, when you come, bring the books and especially the parchments which some believe were actually the New Testament that had been being written at that time by other disciples and the followers of Christ, the, perhaps the Gospels. Paul says, I want to read through Matthew. And he didn't say it, he didn't write it that way, but he was requesting some particular letters. And many believe that he was requesting some of the Gospels that had been written. Maybe he wanted to look at Matthew's story and Mark's story and John's, his was later to be written, but these were dear to him. He wasn't finished yet. He was in a place that we would think that we would give up hope, but he was not without hope. He had this great desire that we, I believe we sang a portion of it today in Psalm 27, 4, which David had. He said, one thing I desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David's mindset, there's one thing. He was king of an empire. He had a kingdom that he ruled over. And he says, man, I just want to hang out in the house of God. This is the thing I desire. And I, I get this image of David. There were, you know, he had responsibilities. He was king. He had to go out for battle at times. He had to take care of the affairs of the state. But he loved to come to the house of the Lord and to worship with the people of the Lord. God was his one desire. And it reflected in his life and his actions and so many things that he did. Paul had the same attitude. He used to live for self. He used to live for the flesh and for the glory that man would give to him because of all the things that he had acquired or had attained in life. 
And now he's living for Christ, and he says, I've not yet obtained. I am pressing on. I am pressing forward. The race still goes on. As he says in verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He's writing this letter to the church, and he's telling them, and I'm pressing on. I'm praying for you guys. I'm taking time to write to you guys. I'm sharing the word of God still. I've done it when I was there physically with you. Later on, he would say, now even weeping, I write these things to you. He's warning the church. He's, he's a man of faith that had the word of God himself come to him up there while he was first arrested in Jerusalem. He had an opportunity to share his faith with the brothers in Jerusalem. They almost killed him for doing so. But that night in prison, the Lord Jesus came and stood by him and said, Just as you have testified for me here in Jerusalem, so will you testify for me in Rome. And so Paul's mindset was for those last four years that God has a plan for me and I haven't given testimony yet. So I'm still pressing forward. I'm still trying to lay hold of that. And even in writing this letter, he said uh, earlier that I hope to get out. I hope to come to you. He wasn't thinking that his life was over. And according to tradition, it wasn't that he still had opportunity to go forth from prison to minister until he was rearrested and then would give his life in service to the Lord. But he says to us that we are to have the same mindset in verse 15. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, that if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. And so he's telling the mature in Christ. He calls for them to adopt the same mindset that he has adopted, and that is of laying hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of us. That we would forget those things which are behind, but reach forward to those things which are ahead. And that we would press toward the goal and the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. To the mature, we should be pressing on. To the mature, we should be seeking God's will to lay hold of those things which he has desired us as our ministry, as our responsibilities as believers, to forget the things that are behind. And, and it's not that God can't use our past. God used Paul and his upbringing and his, he was a student of God's word. He used all those things as a follower of Jesus Christ. But Paul is saying, as he said last week, these things don't hold the value that they'd once held. The value to me now is to have the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is my value. And so for the mature in Christ, this should be our desire to press on. I was reading Pastor Chuck on this passage, and, and he said this portion of Scripture is a great New Year's Eve message because it talks about the future, forgetting those things which are behind, but let's press on for the future. And, and I believe that's a great challenge for us today to think about where we're at in our faith, in our walk, in our life. Are we pressing on? Are we the mature in Christ? Do we have the same mindset that Paul had? Paul had this mindset in prison. And if we can be out of prison, how much more than can we obtain or how much more could we do sometimes we read a few weeks ago in our men's study breakfast a few months ago of a group of prisoners who actually 
drew close to the Lord, so close to the Lord that they, after they were released from prison, that they actually desired to be back in that place. Because we get so busy in our lives today that sometimes we don't forget the things which should be left behind. We concentrate on those things. And I'm not saying that we don't have jobs or we shouldn't try to provide for our families. But while we're doing the normal routine of life, Christ should be at the forefront of our life, causing us to live as believers in this world. He said in that in verse 15 also, if any, if any of you think otherwise, that if you're basically saying you're not the mature, if you think this isn't correct, then you need to have the Lord to reveal this to you, that you should also have this same mindset. To be mature in Christ, in Hebrews 5.14, it tells us, solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. By reason of use. And I can attest to you that by reason of use, that I have my senses exercised in the word of God, that he helps me to not only tie things together in scripture, but I'm able to apply the things of the word of God into my own life and to live for Christ and to see things perhaps. An example, uh, I was watching uh, via Netflix a series that had long since been canceled, but it was on Netflix. It was a sci-fi series, and I like sci-fi stuff. And But I'm very guarded on the things that I watch. And as I was getting into the series, just a few episodes into the series, it was evident, although there was no full-on nudity or anything in this, I mean, it could be made for TV today, but it was sensual enough that the Lord this week said, John, you can't be watching that anymore. And I was in the sanctuary praying, and I said, okay, Lord, I won't watch that anymore. I knew that it was not healthy for me to be viewing those things, even though all the rest of the show had a, a decent plot to it and I could really get caught up into it. There was just this one portion of it that God said, John, you've got to turn that off. And I said, Lord, I'll turn that off. And I did. But it's a daily thing. It's a daily exercise. We have to be willing to submit. And we think, Lord, bless us, but I'm not willing to uh, turn the things off that I know that are not of you, then that is the immature. That is being of those who think otherwise, that God will bless me in spite of the fact that I no longer will wholly, wholeheartedly live for him. It's a daily exercise that we have, that we should live and have this mindset. But it's the word of God that keeps me at that place. It's the word of God and the steady diet of his word and fellowship and prayer that keeps me there. It's Jesus Christ who is able. He is able through his death, burial, and resurrection to subdue all things to himself. He has laid hold of us. It is Jesus that we are to uh, be pressing on toward the upward call in our lives. And that we must press on to lay hold of those things which Christ has laid hold of us. We must learn to forget those things which are behind. To reach forward to those things which are ahead. To press toward the goal and the prize of the upward call of Christ in our lives. We must mark the mature of faith and follow their examples. 
We are citizens of heaven. We should live like them, number one. And we should eagerly await the Lord's coming. Because when he comes, he'll transform our lowly bodies into his glorious image. Lord, we want to give opportunity for those who perhaps need to know you as Savior to come and to receive you as their Lord and Savior this day. Lord, for the last few weeks, I've been praying that you would do this for us and that this house, we pray often that the lost can come and to be saved. And perhaps today is the day of their salvation. But I also speak to the church as we close in this song, that if we want to just come and to pray and to commit to the race, and perhaps we've gotten off track And perhaps, Lord, we haven't fixed our eyes on the prize. And perhaps, Lord, we haven't been pressing on. And we've been living more like the citizens of this earth instead of the citizens of heaven that you have called us to. Lord, that perhaps this could be a day of just changing all that, forgetting those things which are left behind and pressing forward for the things that you would have for us. And so, Lord, how you desire to work, we pray that you'd work at this hour. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today.